This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. How you doing, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous today, Mark. Thank you. Me too. I am very, very excited, as Merle would say, to be here on Sunday morning. And we're here every week. You want to ask us a question, give us a call. Residential, commercial, mortgages, whatever you need. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're just here to help every week, keep you informed. Uh, I heard we got some good ratings. I haven't heard, seen the numbers yet, but people are tuning in. I want to say thank you to the audience for that. And you can listen to this show and the other shows at our website, Good News and Real Estate, and at WPHT's website, too. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Hopefully, I got to go on. <laughs> Hopefully. And then we also have our mortgage mom topic for the day. Which is what? Which is what does it take to get a loan today? And Mark, know, we also have Robert our question. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a J-O-B. There's a tree located in our backyard that is half on our property and half on the neighbor's property. Can we cut it down? This is a common one. (laughs) I can't wait to hear the answer for that one. And how do you terminate an executor of a state? Next question is, within a short time after buying our home, the heating system failed. It will cost several thousand dollars to replace. Do we have any recourse? Next question is, if I had a property management license, do I need a real estate license to sell real estate? And the next question is, Mark, is there ever a time not to buy an income property? We also have our topic of the day, why you need to go inside the house and look. (laughs) But first, give us your motivational quote. And this one is good for what's going on right now. The cure for boredom is curiosity, and there is no cure for curiosity. (laughs) There's not a cure for a lot of things right now. That's right. You stay curious, and then that's the way to be. Always be curious. So where are we at? 
So, Mark, we're up to the market report. And there is the bell. I hear that. I love that bell, man. That's so, a great bell. So, some we had some, you know, difficulties with the COVID, but now it's Sunday, and the governor has reopened the real estate offices with Woo-hoo! some. St- with some stipulations, which I couldn't <laughs> believe. We were like the last, one of the last places in the country that had real estate closed, which I couldn't understand. Because after food, what comes next? Housing, maybe? Even maybe. property management companies <laughs> were closed, you know? 40% of Philly rents, and they were shut down. So it was, it was really a bad move. But anyway, so with all that going on, there's still sales going on, and the market's in good shape. Uh, it... Some stuff came off the market like we've been talking about, but home sales will re- rebound probably in the next couple months and all summer and into the fall, driven by millennials eager to own a home. And and they just did a revised forecast for 2020, which took that into account, uh, realtor, uh, the National Association of Realtors. And markets right. in similar or more affordable cities surrounding uh in the suburbs could be particularly brisk as people reeval reevaluate the appeal of big city life which i don't know about that one i I don't i don't buy it but anyway i gotta i gotta tell you i mean i can't wait for the reports to come out in june and i'm gonna say the end of june we're gonna hit record 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 of the amount of houses that went under contract mark my word I'm, I am marking your words. Mark and, my word. <laughs> and, I'm ta- and real estate is going to be the industry that pulls us out of the dollars. That is right. Agreed. And so anyway, they're predicting that the housing market will expect experience a second round of a little bit of pain while we're going through this thing. And then right. it's going to take off. And the COVID, you know, it dramatically changed the way the housing market was going to perform. But finally... It's this whole this curve. I don't know who to believe anymore anymore. But it's like uh, anyway, existing home sales are they were expected to drop a little bit due to all this, but prices are not going down, and buyers are anxious, and mortgage applications are going through the roof. People are getting ready. They're definitely getting ready, and the thing that's crazy too is that there's multiple offers on these properties. So the buyers have got to be prepared because the not only are they going over the asking price, but you're talking four or five, six different offers on the same property and they're gone within you list the house on Thursday and it's under contract by Friday. Right. And and housing the amount of houses dropped this is nationwide by forty five percent in April since this all happened because sellers like took their houses off the market temporarily because right. they didn't want anybody coming in their house. Sure. Uh, and but the ones that did stay on didn't reduce their prices. They know that they're going to get their price. So as this thing tapers off, and it's going to be weird for the next few months, I think. But I I think it's going to end up booming again and uh because 2020 was looking like it's going to was going to be one of the best years and like best the years ever right 10 years it's yeah, no. mark yeah. my word <laughs> mark your words i am so but the downside with the buyers is a lot of construction was held up 
Like I know in my neighborhood, there's four or five projects right now that nobody's touched for like two months because they put a stop to construction. So exactly. all that stop of a construction is adding to the limited inventory. So they got to start loosening things up. I mean, I know personally, I was out shopping and went out looking for stuff for Mother's Day and stood in lines at Acme's with all kinds of people yep. with masks on. And I'm thinking, I can't go to a real estate with me, a per another person and an agent to buy a house. It was ridiculous. I know. So and at you least that's six over. feet apart. Yeah. And then the best one was that thing with the drinks that they were going to let that happen, that you could go order a cocktail from a bar and they were going to put it in a styrofoam cup and bring it out to you. Right. I can imagine doing that in like Doylestown and then like if that's the cops following me as I got a styrofoam <laughs> cup with a large absolute club right. with a lemon and he pulls me over. Uh, sir, were you drinking? <laughs> as you, as you uh, no. Your mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Click. <laughs> do not pass go right. <laughs> anyway that was that was just so stupid that one but they got to open the bar soon so anyway bottom line with the market i'm optimistic things are going to happen well. and 18 million of the unemployed are in the restaurant and bar industry they got to start loosening it up florida's open I had yes, a friend of mine is. was in Florida. Florida is open. They were down there. I had talked my web guy. He went out to a real fancy restaurant on Sunday, and they just kept the table separated. There's one bar that put mannequins at the tables. At the tables. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then they made it every other table, but he put mannequins at tables. I thought that was a good idea. Well, but, you know, I had to get every, out of town, so every Florida other table. And we are when definitely, go, the restaurants are open, so it's good. Right. So you go right, every other table, every third bar stool. What's the big yep. deal? Gotcha. All right. Well, speaking right. about amazing, you have um, the rates right now. Your 30-year conventional is at 3.25%. Your 15-year is at 2.875. Your 30-year FHA kind of goes back and forth between 375 and 3.5%. Um Again, the most opportune time to refinance. If your interest rate is 4% or higher, you got to give me a call at 609-605-7153. They're unbelievable rates. Unbelievable. I actually got to do something personally. I had this other situation I was trying to do first, but I'm ready to refi again. But I, I right. actually got call. a funny story, but I will... I know, I know you're going to do it for me, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> it is a great time to do something. I've been telling a lot of people, man, you know, if you're, if you're four and above, you should definitely be doing this. Yep. Save a lot of money. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? 
Mark, we are up to your funny story. Oh, I got one for you, too. I'm so sure this, group, this group of realtors, right? Uh, they drop a colleague off at home late Sunday night after a big weekend of fishing and drinkers, drinking, and he staggers through the front door, and after a few too many with his boots in his hands to avoid waking his sleeping wife, he tiptoes as quietly as he can up the stairs leading to the bedroom. He misjudges the bottom step in the darkness of the hallway, and he lands heavily on his behind. Whiskey bottle in his jacket pocket breaks, and when landing, especially painful, <laughs> manage managing to a surprise of the pain he stumbles to his feet he pulls his pants down he examinates his lacerated bleeding cheeks in the mirror so then he finds a box of band-aids in the downstairs bathroom he proceeds as best as he can put the band-aids on his bloody cheeks after hiding the empty box of band-aids this is a good one he shuffles his way up the staircase to bed in the morning he wakes in at in pain his wife sees him staring at him from across the room she goes you were drunk when you came home last night ignoring his discomfort he looks meekly at her and he replies now honey why would you say such a thing she goes well the front door was left unlocked there was broken glass at the bottom of the staircase there is a trail of drops of blood up the staircase your eyes are still bloodshot but mostly there are band-aids stuck all over the mirror downstairs <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the best ones. That was probably one. one of the best ones. That was great. <laughs> if you have a, <laughs> if you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to eight zero two nine at comcast dot net or give us a call at two six seven two six six. 5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Cat Cyrus, the Mortgage Mom. And our topic today is what does it take to get a loan today? Very right. exciting topic, Mark, because I have been I, on the phone probably 12 hours a day talking with clients. And I just want to give everyone. Um, an overview of what is needed to actually get a loan today. And it's more than just a J-O-B. So basically a lot of the, um, a lot of clients are calling and saying that they're first time home buyers. They want to know what they need to do. And I always go into the difference between what's a pre-approval is versus getting pre-qualified. And there's a little bit more to that. People say, well, what are the questions that you're going to be asking me? And that's what I want to kind of go through today, Mark. Um, what does it take to get a loan? There's a lot of different programs that are available out there, whether it's an FHA loan through the Federal Housing Administration or whether it's a regular conventional loan. So each loan has a different criteria. So I'm going to go off over the most popular one, which is your, your FHA loan, which requires that you have at least three and a half percent down on your sales price. So getting a loan today. Only, only three and a half percent down. Not only three and a half percent down, correct. Not 20 percent, three and a half percent. Three and a half percent down, right. So basically what I'm asking is, I want to know where you have resided for the past two months. Are you living with family? Do you rent? Do you own another home? And if you are renting, how much rent are you paying? Because that's important because we want to make sure when you get this new mortgage that you're not mortgage poor. We want to keep your um, your mortgage payment close to the rent if nothing really else is changing in the situation. You don't want to be eating cardboard for breakfast. This is supposed to enhance your life, not really change 
the way you live. We want to make it better, not worse. We also want to know where have you worked in the past two years? Okay. Do you have a two year job history? And this comes up a lot as far as maybe somebody had three different jobs in the past two years and that's perfectly fine. We just need to get details on dates over that two year period of time. Now, maybe you just got out of college You've graduated and now you've been on the job for 30 days. As long as we have a 30-day pay stub showing your year to date, you're going to be fine. But again, we just need to know where you've been for those past two years. So yes, you are going to have to send over a picture of your diploma to show that you've actually graduated from college. We're also going to want to know what your income is. Are you an hourly employee? Are you salary employee? And none of these are negative. We just need to know these this information so that we can determine how much we can get you qualified for um, oh. also want to know have you filed 2018 and 2019 tax returns um, if there's an extension right now going on till july 15th so if you've only filed 17 and 18 you're still in good shape but it takes all these documents and getting organized and running your credit so that we can determine what your purchasing power is and in the beginning of the show we talked about how many offers are going on on each of the properties. So yeah. it's more it's more important than ever to make sure that the credit is up to date. Minimum credit score for an FHA loan right now, Mark, is 640. So if you're not at a 640 now or you're not sure, give me a call and let me know and I'll show you how to get there. There's things that we can do, maybe pay down some debt, um, build up your credit a little bit to get you there. But the whole goal is to help you into home ownership and we do whatever it takes to get you there. So, um, again, we'll send a list of items of everything that's going to be needed. W2s, pay stubs, run your credit, get your job history, find out where you've been living. And then last but not least is going to be assets. You know, what kind of savings do you have? What kind of, um, checking and savings? What kind of assets do you have? Where is your money going to be coming from for settlement? So maybe you, know, you don't have it today. You know, like all these things that you're saying, right? This yep. whole list. Right. This is why you want to do this before you go searching on Zillow and go looking in neighborhoods or riding around in your car. You want to get all this done. So, because a lot of, right. you know what I find? And over the years, you know, somebody will ride to a neighborhood and they think, oh, we want to buy a house for 200 grand based right. on what? Well, that's what we think we can afford. And then now with today's rates, they find out they're good for like three hundred thousand. No, yeah, you don't but have the, to go that but the opposite. High. The opposite happens to... too because I just yeah. somebody that I talked to today just got a job. Um, she's she has a two year history. She's working um, at a fast food place, making about ten dollars an hour, um, working forty hours a week. And I asked her, you know, what kind of a price range are you thinking about? What does that look like for you? She said, Well, I think I'm looking at like between two hundred thousand. 225,000. I said, do you, do you have an idea of what that payment looks like? And she had no idea. And no. that's the thing. It's, it's educating because some of the things that I'm getting asked now are, I mean, they're funny. It's not funny, but it's just being uneducated. And you know, Mark, that being on the show and the things that we're doing are, you know, we want to educate people and we want to help them become homeowners. So it's all about educating. It's all about getting all your ducks in the row, getting your paperwork together so that we can actually work towards home ownership.
Yeah, and then, especially in this market, you get all this done first, you hire a good agent, you go out looking, and then when you see that house, if the competition for your house that you want didn't do all this, you're ready, they're not. That's right. You're ahead of the, you're ahead of the all game. Right, so, if you have any questions on what is needed and you need a little bit more details, please give me a call. My number is 609-605-7153. And coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right. Very good. That was a good topic. So, and I actually got it right. That's like three weeks in a row. I am. Uh, let's not get carried man. away. <laughs> so with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who is famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, so with that, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment, and we have some good questions today. All right. The first one is, there's a tree located in our backyard that is half on our property and half on our neighbor's property. Can we cut it down? Yeah, well, you- this one happens a lot. I just had uh, this happen to one of my friends, uh, but the part that was his half was hanging over. <laughs> Uh, the trunk was on the other side of the fence. Now, unless this trunk's directly in the middle on the property line, that could be a different issue. But you can try, you should try to work this out amongst the neighbors so you don't get into a war. I had an issue with my neighbor behind me because I have this one tree that comes up that's on his property, but it gives me some shade. And one day, without even talking to me, he just went because it was on his side and trimmed it to death. <laughs> and I wasn't really happy about that. And that's that's what can happen. But if it's on the neighbor side, you can't go on the neighbor side of the property and cut down that tree. Uh, you might be able to trim some stuff hanging over on your property, but it's best to try to talk. Now, if you got the neighbors that hate one another, this is the kind of stuff that becomes a problem. And, you know, you, you don't want to get into a war over it, but... You cannot go on somebody else's property and cut down a tree because it's hanging over your side. So you can maybe All do right. a little trimming, but every case is going to be different. You know, <laughs> like Jack right, just had one, two. then it, and it knocked his fence down, and then that was even more involved. Insurance companies, drama, and all drama. Yeah, I know. All right, question all right, what's number the next two. One? How do you terminate an executor of estate? So this one can get a little legal because, you know, usually when there's an estate involved, this is why everybody should have legal shield and have a will because it solves a lot of problems. 80% of the population doesn't have a lawyer and most people, they don't worry about wills until it's too late. Right. And so the will will spell everything out but then now you did say they did have all that done and an executor of the estate was named now say the executor says i don't want to be the executor you're going to need legal advice on changing that some lawyer is going to have to do that for you to you could probably do it yourself but me i wouldn't know how to do it i, I would call my lawyer 
I'd call right. Legal Shield up and I would have them do the paperwork. I'm not a lawyer. So, but you know, my advice is you talk to an attorney. And most people, they don't get wills. And then when they die, you know, they say, oh, yeah, everything will just go to the kids. Well, somebody's got to do that, file that, probate that, all that it's stuff. It's got to be done ahead of Yeah, it, it's a mess. And there's all kinds of tax ramifications and everything else. Plus, if it's not all spilled out, then you can create enemies in the family. I've, do, I've done a couple of these deals where somebody passed away and it was like five siblings and you need five signatures on everything, and then people don't agree on prices and everything else, it could be a mess. So get a will we done just, and have it spelled out. Mark, we just had a deal. Um, it was a purchase, and there were three siblings, and everybody signed everything. Everybody was ready to go except for one. They never showed up at settlement, That's and right. the realtor had to actually go to the house track them down to get them to sign the documents. It, it was it was horrible. I mean, you had the truck that was packed and ready to go, and the guy in the last minute decided not to not to sign the paperwork. Yeah, you could have a little family dispute, and everything goes to hell. What's yep. the next one? All right, question number three. Within a short time after buying our home, the heating system failed. It will cost several thousand dollars to replace. The seller wrote, don't know, on the disclosure form, and the home inspector said that the system was working fine. Do we have any recourse? Well, there's a couple ways to look at this. First of all, I would have told this buyer to buy a, a, home, uh, a home warranty a home out warranty. of the gate. But when the inspector actually inspected the heater, even if it was older and it was working fine the day he inspected it, that's right. fine. And most sellers, they're not heating people, so... It says it on the seller's disclosure, is the heater work? Yes. Now, do they have any recourse? Unless there was somebody did something in cahoots, the inspector was in cahoots with the seller. Right. Not really. You're buying a new heater. You should have paid 350 or 400 bucks. What's a home warranty? And yeah, it's about covered. 450 Yeah. So you buy a home warranty. And now you can even buy them on houses you've been in for 10 years. But yeah, now we just added those. one to our house. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting one. And, you can't. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. They came out and replaced our um, pool filter. I mean, you're talking like close to a thousand dollars to replace that, and it was next to nothing. So it's definitely well, little, worth it. Yeah, you're a little older than me. So when back when you were starting, <laughs> or when you got a home inspection, you could only get it for like a year after you bought the house, and then it ran out. Remember those days? Back when no, you were, Mark, I think you had that backwards. Were, <laughs> just start now. All right, All right what's the next one? Four. If I if I have a property management license, do I need a real estate license to sell real estate? Well, apparently they didn't pay attention in class because if they got a property management license, they have a real estate license. It's not two separate licenses. Like a, a, a real estate license, you can do property management, you can do commercial real estate, any kind of real estate. So... I don't know if they're in some weird state where there's a specific property a management license. license, but most of them are not. You, you get a, it's a regular real estate license. So I know in all the states close to us, and all the states I know of, you can do property management with a regular real estate license. They obviously didn't go to your real estate school, Mark, because I'm no, sure they, they would know the answer to that. They would definitely know the answer to that. 
All right, but question says, number five. If I had, yes. it says if I had. So maybe they're if thinking there's two different. If there, there's two different licenses, there's only one. Okay. All right. Question number five: to. Is there ever a time not to buy an income property? No. It's always a good time to buy income property. <laughs> I'm, I did in the worst markets. You can. I did more well, flips. I remember I did the most flips in a buyer's market when I first started, and then I did a bunch of my most flips I ever did was probably 2003, four, and five when we were in a really tight seller's market. Right. And and there's there's 6.7 million people living in Philly Metro, and there's. 600,000 houses in the city and thousand, a couple thousand in every county around. So there's always buys. There's always somebody selling in an investment property. There's always buys. You just got to be able to find them. That's all. And just there's to clarify never, real quick, too. I mean, is there ever a time not to buy an income property? And, and what that means is it's an investment property. So it's a right. property that is producing income. So it's it's a property where you require to put anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent down. You have a tenant in there with a lease, and you're collecting rent. I don't think there's ever a bad time. But you 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 buy income property in Philly, you will never have problems getting a tenant. And it goes back to you know my favorite my favorite purchase is a young couple, right? A young couple or a single person purchasing a duplex. With an FHA loan with three and a half percent down, they rent out the other side. The majority of their mortgage is covered by that tenant. They keep that property for two years or so and then convert that FHA loan into a conventional loan. And now they can buy their single family residence with an FHA loan again with three and a half percent down and have positive income coming in from that property and use that qualifying for their new purchase. I had that exact conversation with a student a couple of days ago. I was telling him to buy a two by two and up in my neighborhood, Fox Chase, Ron Hurst, where you're getting fourteen to sixteen hundred dollars a month rent. That's the mortgage. Yeah. That's you know, a win win situation. You might even make a couple hundred bucks out of the yep. gate. All right. So. And coming up that was they were really great questions. I'm I'm hoping that we were informative in our answers, but Coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, why you need to go inside the house and look. All right. And so with that, you listen to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We will be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is why you need to go inside the house and look. Yeah, you know, this might sound like a stupid topic, but it's not really. I've sold in my career houses to people that didn't even want to bother going in and looking. They just want that that house on that block. They knew the right. neighborhood. They didn't care. They said, I just want to sign the contract. And I was like, no, we're going in and look. We got to look at it. I don't care. I'll just buy it. I'm like, no, 
I'll set it up. I'll meet you there. We've got to take a look. But you need to go in. And especially now we have all these this with this COVID-19. Like you had a contract and they didn't get to go in. Right. They looked at the videos and then yep. they came and rode around the property and they put yeah, it off and in. And my brother-in-law went to go look at a property yesterday and I looked at the pictures online with him and they were, I said, this is the house. This is absolutely gorgeous. The backyard was huge. The kitchen was huge. I said, there's enough room in this kitchen for you to put an island because that's what the kids wanted. He went and looked at the house. He said, I don't know if that photographer was a magician or not, but that yard was smaller than the one I have now. And you couldn't even turn around in the kitchen. It was so small. It was unbelievable. He had a very wide angle lens. He had a very wide angle lens is right. It is right, yeah. So anyway, 95% or higher of all buyers today start searching online before they contact the realtor. And in the real estate search, uh, the uh, consumers should realize that in our industry, the agent's job is shifted from sales to consulting. You're not real estate agents aren't selling you a house. They're not going to go like Oh, like behind curtain number two. It's not, you know, they're basically a consultant to help you get through the whole process. You know, they're not going to force you to buy a house. Uh, so it's, but it's easy for consumers to go online, see 90% of the inventory available. What they really need, though, is a real for a, consul- a realtor for consulting throughout the whole transaction. One mistake I see that most consumers and untrained agents make is depending on the information in the MOLs and all the sites that the ML, the multiple listing service feeds. In general, when an agent lists a property, they input all the information into the multiple listing service, and then it goes through a hub, and it goes out to Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulio, all those sites. Now, some agents are talented writers <laughs> and good photographers. <laughs> That's not the majority. You know, like that big flowery description of the house. Like, I'm not that great at that. So when a consumer goes online, the information is only as good as the agent inputting it. And I know... That you know, most of the most of these pictures on the MOS are taken by agents with their cell phones. Because back in the day, before the good cell phones, it was like pretty bad. <laughs> but now these phones, at least, are pretty good. Secondly, right. those flowery descriptions of the homes are also done by these creative writers called realtors. You know that, and uh, so you, re- oh yeah, and the blah 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 blah. And the the, house flowing, is so the and flowing stairwell that cascades yeah, up through yeah. the hallway. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then other ones say, "Really nice house, priced right, great." <laughs> <laughs> so what you got what you got to remember you, you, that's why you want to go in you can't go by those pictures and you can't go by that description you need to go inside after doing that the agent sets up a showing for the house you meet meet them you go take a look inside i'll give you an example years ago i had this buyer right and it's a true story and i was showing them homes and what how i did it i never really sent them the alma uh, the listings I would right. set up showings. They, I would narrow it down to where they want to go, by price, by bedroom, all that, single, double, uh, twin, whatever. And then I would take them, meet them at the house, right? And I would have the five sheets or whatever I'm going to show them, how many houses. So anyway, and that's how I always did it. So I used to meet them at the house, and then we go through, and they went, and they fell in love with this house. They love this house. We put an offer in. The buyer, the seller happened to be there. So I got to talk to the seller. He told me he already had a house. He told me the date he wanted to settle. He told me he had some room on the price. 
He could do some seller assists. I had all the information, so they got their house. At the settlement table, um, at the settlement table, and I got their file from everything from when I first met them and signed the consumer notice, buyer agency contract, all that. I pull out the MLS sheet, the original MLS sheet that I had, and like which well, I had written on the top, like number two <laughs> on my route, you know? And I showed him it. And he said, he looked at it and he said, if you would have showed me this, I would have told you, I don't want to see this house. And I still remember it. It was crystal clear. And that's because, you know, you got to go and look. There's more to it, you know, than you get that feel. And they went through that house and it just had that feel. And they fell in love. Yep. Yeah, and, a- and, the vir- and the virtual tours and the professional photographers, they do great jobs and all that. But that's the minority of the listings. The rest of them are, ca- you know, the ones that I, I, I love that crack me up the most with the realtors. You go online, you're looking for a house for a, a, a buyer, right? And there's a picture of every room in the house, but they, as the agent was leaving, I guess they figured they'd take the outside shot on the way out. And they forgot to take the outside shot. So there's oh no outside shot of the house. Every room in the house, but no picture of the outside of the house. There's surprisingly a lot of them. So take my advice. Don't just ride around. Look at the outside. You want to get inside. And especially right now, you got a little problem with that. But you can work that out. The buyer, the sellers could go outside. People could put a rubber suit on and a mask and gloves and don't yep, touch we anything. It. That's great advice, Mark. Um, we got to, we got to flip, we, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got to right. flip right. over to Dr. A. Um, and we're into the eight steps of the hiring pro- process, bringing them back home. And we're on step three and Dr. A, a is on the line with us. Oh, Dr. A, how are you? I'm doing great guys. How are you guys doing? We're so good. I, I went there. a little long. So, uh, <laughs> Bring us up to speed. We were creating a win-win-win, given the current staffing opportunities, which I think the last two segments were very informative. Well, thanks. Well, this this particular one is uh, what what you need to do is you need to look within the organization first, okay, to make sure uh, you are taking care of the people that have that are still with you. Uh, again. What happens a lot of times is, is people forget about the people who got you there and they keep on right. looking for the, 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 the next biggest deal, you know, type of thing. So the third step really, I mean, we really even haven't gotten to looking to the outside yet to hire anybody. We're still focusing on our people inside. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you keep on showing the love to the people that you have. So you look within, and if you have a benchmark like we talked about last time, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you look for people who have the characteristics to go along with the benchmark, all right? And and whether it's somebody that uh, that you actually align or realign with the new job. Now, when you're doing this, it's important to not align because of likability. That is the biggest problem that a lot of people do because oh right. i like them so i'm going to create this alignment with them and that doesn't work very well the other thing is there's a fallacy of promoting you know good technicians when you when you promote somebody who's really good you lose the technician and the technical skills and they're not necessarily right. going to be a good manager they could be a terrible manager all right so what happens is you've now taken a good technician that's really helping you deliver on something within your organization and you put them in a leadership role and they can mess things up so you need to be careful with that 
Right. And the other thing, too, is right now, a lot of companies are going to see who's loyal and who's not. Uh, right. So there's going to be some of that. So you want to show your loyalty back, too. So I, exactly. I think this is really important. And one of the other aspects of this is is you can't just look at how they behave and you can't just think throwing money at them is the answer, especially now, because a lot of organizations, especially the ones that lay people off, are hurting financially. What you yeah. need to do is you need to look at what the motives are, what's underlying the behavior, and you need to reward them in the way that is important to them. For example, some people like structure. Uh, Dr. Spock from the baby era from 1950s used to call that fences of love. All right. So. So some people like structure. Some people hate structure. Some people want more responsibility. Okay, so give them more responsibility, but make sure that they know how to delegate. So it actually gets done because they can't be putting it on their plate. They have to make sure that it gets done. There's other people who who are motivated uh, by demonstrating their knowledge or by learning or self-development. Well, give them opportunities for self-development and or give them opportunities to train other people if they're competent in the technical aspect that they're training and they're good presenters. So there's different ways to motivate people without having to pay any money. Right. And all this is really important, especially right now, because there's going to be a lot of rehiring being taken place. In fact, a lot of companies should reach out to you, doctor. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net. You can go to our website, which is www.abelson.net, dot net, or you can email us at succeed at Abelson dot net. I think there's some consistency there. Very good, doctor. Thank you, Dr. Thank you. A. Thanks, guys. Take care. Be safe. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right, so with that, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net, or you can give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net, or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners. I heard our ratings are up. And our sponsors for helping us out. And if you want to be a sponsor, give us a call here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And we hope we make you a faithful listener for a long time to come. And we'll keep you informed. And you can listen every Sunday, 9 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So with that, have a great week. Real estate companies are open for business. And uh, I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.